What's up, what's up? It's Agent 26, and we're back with episode four of the Turning Artists into Entrepreneurs podcast. Today's a very special episode because I have one of my favorite people here with me on the podcast. The first time you're hearing a second voice, and you're all tired of me. Uh, please give a warm welcome, clap wherever you're at, for Cody Ray. What's up, man? What's up? How's what's it going? Up? Uh, it's going good, man. I'm glad you're here. Absolutely. I'm glad I finally got to come out here. I like... You know, I saw a couple of clips, I listened to a couple of clips, and I was like, okay, like, and then you hit me up, you're like, hey, let's, you know, would you be down to interview? I'm like, absolutely, let's do it, man. It's only, it's only natural, it's a matter of time, so. Man, I appreciate having you. I absolutely. Really do. I really do. I was, I was driving myself crazy uh, listening to me, uh, yeah. for sure. So, uh, in case you guys don't already know, uh, Cody's a very, very good rapper and artist and songwriter as well. Um so in the latest releases you had Take Your Broke Ass Home, right? That's Take Your Broke Ass Home. Um, you know, I just put out a, a song uh, called Certain with A Rush. Uh, he's man. another local guy around here. Actually, mm -hmm. you should get him in here too because he's really dope at you know, everything he does. Artist, producer. I love to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we just put a song out. Um, I just, you know, I had a song a couple months or a couple weeks ago come out called Gengar. I got a video dropping for that here soon. So yeah, man, I just got a lot of irons in the fire. A lot of yeah, shit coming out. It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I tell you, and that's what it takes really, right? I mean, absolutely. just to be busy, to be active and to just stay on top of your game. Make sure that people see you. Make sure that you're visible out there. It's such a big part of oh, man. the like, grind. You know, it's funny. Like I'll talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm trying to put out a song a month. I'm like, bro, a song a month? Like, the whole world forgot about you by the time the first comes around. Like, what are you right, talking about a song right. about a month, man? You're not Drake. You can't do that No. Yet, or, or, like, the, the, the surprise <laughs> upload. Like, oh. a lot of people don't want to promote, right? Oh, like, It's man. a big part of just, like, me the build-up. Trust sure me, you're not surprising know. anybody. You know? nobody, <laughs> nobody looked, man. Like, <laughs> No one knows to, to look out for you. No, man, that's and, not a good look. Uh, but like, like, you know, like, the, like Beyonce and Jay-Z, yeah. they'll do, like, the upload at 3 a.m. It's um, like, uh-uh, don't, don't, yeah, don't take your advice from them. Look, yeah, exactly, because that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is, like, you can't do what the people at the top are doing because they did it differently when they were at your stage mm -hmm. than they are doing now, obviously, so yeah, it's man. crazy. Uh, like I said, we're, we're going to jump into promotion and everything. Yeah, I'm yeah, jumping yeah. ahead right now, but <clears throat> I just want to ask you some basic, uh, kind of basic, basic stuff. Uh, yeah. Where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Olympia, Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I was born and raised, and then I went to college in Seattle. Uh, at the University of Washington, I went there for, well, it's supposed to be four years, but ended up more like five, six. You know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when I finished school, I moved down to California. So now I've lived down here for, I think we're coming up on four years. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, man. I uh, survived. It ain't easy living out here. No, I think a lot of people <laughs> last like six months to a year, and right. then they go home. So and, and that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all she wrote. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a lot. I know those people actually. <laughs> Dude, I think there's like a stat that said like twenty thousand people move here every month. Oh yeah, I've and, heard that. And and probably that many leave mm, due easily to, due to rent. Easily, um, yeah. it's, it's insane. Yeah, no. Man. Uh, so, what's your musical background? Like, when did you start kind of tinkering with with music? Um, so I started making music when I was a senior in high school. Uh, I had a friend who had just started rapping around that time, and he uh, <clears throat> he played a song for me called. Uh, uh, it was a Lupe Fiasco song called Mean and Vicious and he kind of pointed out the lyricism in there and up until that time I've been listening to rap for a long time like you know I played violin in like 5th and 6th grade you know I probably started and quit the guitar like 20 times yeah. in between then um, but there was just something about the writing that Lupe like did that kind of drew me into the, the vortex of hip hop mm -hmm. and from there like I started writing a bunch of songs and then it was like, you know, it progressed to, I need to get some of these recorded and then it progressed to, now I got my own setup at home. So it's kind of just been like, a, it was a gradual thing where as soon as I kind of figured out that I liked it a lot, I was like, okay, I'm going pedal to the metal. 
So now yeah. it's been about, you know, nine years of like really writing and recording and all that. Like, it's funny because when I first started, I didn't really, I didn't like understand the recording part of it. So like I was just writing all these rhymes and I was like, okay, wait, you can have the dopest line ever, but if you sound stupid saying it, you, no one's going <laughs> to listen. It doesn't matter. That's, that's a gym right there. Del- yeah, yeah. Delivery is everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's kind of how I got into it and just kept going. And now you know just being down here being that's why i moved to california mm-hmm. you know i wanted to be where the best were where people were hungry and you know the more people you can be around like that yeah. everybody kind of comes up so well this leads me into my next question um because you are you know a local to los angeles right um how would you describe the la scene for musicians wow you know do you mean in terms of just like <clears throat> like the the style that's popping, or, or just style like um, performance wise, performance like, wise venues that are available to you, level of talent that you kind of see around. All well, I mean, first of all, I noticed like just moving here, I noticed that there's like there's way more people that are serious about their stuff here mm-hmm. than like when I was back in. There, there's a certain level of seriousness that people have in Seattle, and there's definitely people who are you know varying degrees of like oh, yeah. like they're really about it. They just live in Seattle, you know. But yeah. I think down here the scene is there's a lot there's so much hunger down here because mm-hmm. it's really fierce like it is the internet entertainment capital and so like you know i've worked with a lot of people who are like you know mid-range of like you know trying to come up or whatever and it's like everybody's really hungry here man like they're really serious about their craft they're they're willing to you know spend money and invest in what they want to do and i think ultimately like it's the most competitive place to be but you know i've heard a lot of people say like yo don't move to la if you can't even conquer your hometown you know and, oh yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah uh, I've heard that a lot too. And, and sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. It is, it's not for every. I, I would say that LA is not for everybody. For right. like, I have friends who moved here who said they wanted to be, be a musician, like, and then now they live in a different state, and that was like within nine months. Well, see, I, here's the my at least my theory is yeah. it won't be the job that weeds you out. It'll be the city, yeah. like. Because to be anything in, in Los Angeles, you know, there's a lot that we have to put up with as locals or people who live around the city or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot to put up with, and there's no need to go into any anything specific. But I think that's probably the hardest part, because then, then you have the competition. Yeah. You're, deal, you're dealing with, you know, kind of life stuff that you probably wouldn't deal with in Dallas or yeah. that you wouldn't deal with in, I don't know, Iowa or, or Nebraska or something, where maybe these are slower cities or slower states, rather, and people are nicer maybe it's like it, it's a, it's a different vibe you know la's definitely we're okay we're all in this tank yep and we're hungry and we're gonna drop a crumb a day and, and <laughs> yeah <laughs> fight to the death no entirely and, man it's you know, bullies trying to bully bullies yeah. like there, like there are no like there there are no prey on, on like the hunting ground for los angeles there everyone's a hunter and you kind of you kind of have to be and when prey shows up you got to go get it i completely yeah. agree man that's exactly how it is here so, uh, because we do have dope venues out here, um, what is your ideal venue to perform in in the city? And then, what is your ideal venue to perform in anywhere in the world? Um, I'm trying to think of like, you know, I'm trying to think of the name of the actual place that I performed at last. That was in, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I think ideally, like you want to perform. It depends on what level you're at, of course. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying like, I've done more open mics and and like you know smaller level tier stuff. You know, sure. so I think ultimately you just want a place that like. You know where you can one the, the crowd's gonna be close it's not like some you know mm-hmm. weird ass you know I've seen yeah. like big barriers between people and stuff <laughs> like that you know and like you don't want that you yeah. know you obviously want to have a good DJ setup like I've recorded at places that didn't have like 
yo, they're just playing stuff off the laptop. They didn't have even like a DJ setup, you know, when they set up the tour. And I was just like, you know, I'm opening, so what am I going to say? But I was like, you know, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know about this. Like, I had a DJ ready to come do the set with me, and there's nobody here. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's it's just having kind of what the artists are going to need to be able to produce the best fucking show possible. Yeah. I think that's ultimately what anybody's going to want. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm, yeah, that's a whole other beast. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's what I would say. Uh, all right. Well, I definitely want to know this. I mean, I'm actually very curious. As a fan of yours, I'm curious to know this. Um, how would you say your music has changed now from when you first started? What do you think you evolved at? Um, you know, one thing I'd say is, is just understanding how important melody is to a song and songwriting. I mean, I think when anybody who is a fan of hip-hop, especially when they start like in the 90s and they get super into lyricism and stuff, you can become overly wordy and it's so unnecessary you know yeah. like there's there's certainly a time and a place for you know going out lyrically and then there's a time and place to just like you know you got to ride the beat right you know there's mm-hmm. like i think biggie always was excellent at just having like this cadence people call it cadence but it's also he had a melody to everything that he did facts and that's why the things were so catchy and so great mm-hmm. so i think for me personally is just understanding like okay, how do I write these songs that are going to be catchy and memorable but still have quality lyrical content to them? Because lyrics are important to me. Mm. Maybe not at the industry level always are they going to be like that. But that's where I've really started to understand. It's like, instead of just writing dope verses and being a dope rapper, how do you be a dope songwriter? Because songwriters get paid. Rappers don't always get paid. Man, uh, that's huge right there. It is huge. That is is huge. And and I think, too, you know... um, like I've heard, you know, a couple artists, you know, have uh, blessed me with their lyrics on some of some of my tracks. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there's this obsession too that like, if you rhyme fast, then you're really good. Oh man! And I, 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 I swear, like I had one beat that maybe I had sold it maybe three or four times, and so I heard three or four different versions of a song That's on this beat. Awesome! I kind of would and, like to hear all the yeah, versions too. And, dude, it was crazy because like I, you could hear everyone did the same thing <laughs> it was like they would start and like you know they open up yeah what uh like they kind of have like these like, these ad libs yeah and then they would jump into a chorus where the chorus was supposed to be and then like during the verse like around like maybe four or five bars in like there's this like pause in it and they all just sped up and i was like bro it doesn't even matter what you guys are saying you all went the same way, way. yeah no matter one was talking about girl other one was talking about money I was talking about like the struggle of like just you know growing up or whatever, and I was like, even if it was dope, I'm like, this is really unoriginal. Yeah. And I think people struggle with that, you know, yeah. lyrically anyway. And so, you know, when you hear, like, you know, there's a lot of great projects that have come out, you know, this year. Um, when you hear like the top of the food chain kind of talk, you're like, yo, man, like I can tell this guy's evolved. This woman's yeah. evolved because their lyrical content isn't something everyone would say and the way they go about it isn't a way that everyone would do it absolutely absolutely they don't take the um like kind of like the just traditional route Mm -hmm. you know of of, i think that's i mean that's why those girls stand out and pop absolutely crazy uh what's what's some of the uh inspirations for like the lyrics that you write um you know it comes from everything i think more as much lately it's coming from just different conversations i'm having or different like interviews I'm listening to and I'm, I'm just catching like people will say something that just in, you know really sparks something just a new way of looking at things it can even be from older artists like 
one lyric that I've always loved from Andre 3000 was like, twice upon a time there was a boy who died and lived happily ever after, but that's another chapter. Like, it's lines like that where I'm just like, bam, like, who says that shit? You know, nobody, <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, sticky, uh, blowing on my, bl-, you know, right, it's like, right, right, right. there's there's definitely some, uh, there's more to the lyric than just meets the eye. Mm-hmm. So what's inspiring me the most lately, I would say just really, like, I just got, like, a lot of good things going, so, like, I'm, I'm really pumped lately of, mm-hmm. like, just, like, light, high off life in a sense. Nice, nice. Um, uh, it's life events and people's stories, you know? Like, it's, like, I'll hear somebody's story, and I might be able to just take one little facet of that and turn it into a song, you know? Like, I got, you know, or in my relationship, if things are going good or, or even if things are, like, there's days when me and my girl are fighting, like, you know, like, a song, you know, we're working on right now, like... I was like, man, it's just pissing me off, you know, like there's a lot of compromise to this shit, you know, and it's like, I think it's, and that's what I want to write songs about is like real life that people are like really experiencing because for me, like music has always been like other people's music has been like the soundtrack to my life. So when I'm making music, I'm trying to think what is going to be the soundtrack of the people who are listening to my stuff life, you know, like if I can get them to. Uh, have a song that they like that they're playing in their car when they're driving to work or whatever like that's the soundtrack to your life man you know and so that's the kind of stuff that inspires me I like to look at it like this because I agree with you fully yeah. and I like to look at it like a good song is almost like your favorite like snack yeah or like a cup of coffee you get like you carry it with you every day yes you know what I mean and when you're out of it you always love to go back to the store and get more of it and yep. So, like, there are certain songs that, like, I always will come back to to listen because, like, it makes me feel good or Mm -hmm. I'm going to the gym or or I'm walking through the city or I'm on the train and, like, it just puts me in a vibe. And my favorite kind of music does just that. Entirely. And so when I look for, if I'm going to be a fan of an artist or a fan of a song in particular, does it give me that feeling? If it's supposed to make me hype, does it make me hype enough to want to play it when I'm, you know, running or or doing something active? Like... If it's a if it's a vibey you know chill song, can I play it and kind of just lay back and decompress from the day? Yeah, that kind of stuff to me is what like separates good music from great music. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I can hear a good song. You know, we've all heard a good song. You're yeah. Like, eh, I mean, it's, it's it, you you did you did your thing. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not trash, but yeah. it's just not for me. It doesn't have it. Yeah, it doesn't you know, have it. I think um I was I do like watch a lot of songwriting videos, and I think it was Neil Diamond talking about songwriting and he's like you know the best songs are when you can make one plus one equal three Mm. it's like what's that element that you just can't put your finger on but it's just it has it you know and that's like something that you know the great artists have like they just figure out how to squeeze that out or write so many songs Mm. they catch that moment and and you know they're able to put it out well okay now this is this leads to a good point because when you're when you're making music are you trying to write a bunch and hope that there's like a nugget in there or are you spending so much time on one track hoping that all right i need to put that it factor into this to the song it's funny that's a that's a very <clears throat> that's a hard question to answer mm-hmm. because it's constantly it's constantly evolving you know like mm. i would say that it's like for instance this take your broke ass song mm-hmm. take your broke ass home song right that song is like one of my best songs and i got like 70,000 streams on that on spotify and I wrote that song really fast. Like, I wrote it in pretty much, like, two or three hours. Like, I sat down and wrote the whole thing. And sometimes I will sit and write hours or even days on a song and just won't get it. And it's some, it's a mixture of, like, sometimes you're just going to get that gold right away. And sometimes you do have to spend some time 
you know, my other song that did really well, Growing Up Too Fast, I got 70,000 streams on that. Love I that. wrote a completely different song to that before. And then I listened to it and I was like, you know what? This is just not it. Like, I can make this better. So I wrote a new concept, new song, and I rewrote it and then I put it out. You know, mm -hmm. so the, the process is never the same. What I think it is, is it's having the creative confidence to trust your intuition and know when it's right and when it's not right and what you have to do to get it right. And snaps for that one. Yeah, yeah man. It, for, for sure, man. Bro, it I took me that. 10 years to be able to say that. So, you know, there's a lot of struggle and uh, annoying nights where I'm like, man, why is this not how I want it? You know? Right. It took a long time to figure that out, but that's kind of how I look at the process now. And so, I, you gain that year through experience then? Entirely, man. Yeah. Entirely. And you know, the what I found too is that, but you only get that experience by doing a lot of songs, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's by doing a lot of songs have I been able to have the opportunity to have find the few that are good so yeah man i think i think it's always doing a lot and then right. finding the goal i feel know? like that about beats a yeah. lot oh yeah i, I think because like you know as, as an artist your responsibility is to live within that human space that connects everybody yes right as as somebody who's making you know making actual music like beats i have to connect with you mm -hmm. and you know inspire that idea into a person to say i want to tell a story to this one even yep. if that story is I'm just kicking it at the club. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Like, yeah. I, so the, 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 the mission is the same. It's just that the target's very different. Absolutely. You know what I mean? We're, I'm trying to inspire painters. You're trying to inspire the audience of that ah, museum. Ah, that's beautiful. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. Like, I, that's how I've always kind of seen it. So, like, I'm a lot more meticulous about, no, an artist wouldn't like that. They wouldn't, there's nothing that they can do with this. Let me yeah. take that out. Or, because a, a lot of the process is, you know, I've, I've probably made, you know, thousands of you know of beats now but at this point i'm able to say okay that wasn't my best don't really you know i may put that up just for people to enjoy if there's like fans of my, of my stuff but i know that that's not gonna be something an artist takes and runs with yeah um and then there's some there, there are some where i'm wrong i am wrong there have been some where i'm like there's no way and people are like oh this is what i needed and i'm yeah. like yeah wow that's, that's really crazy. cool so um i definitely yeah i try to hit that medium but like my audience is obviously very different. Yeah. Because I'm trying to inspire something in, in that person. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's crazy how that works, man. Because I've had, I've definitely had, you know, songs or uh, freestyles I've done over with people beats where I was like, I don't know. Like, and then I put it out and it just kills. And I'm like, you know, part of it is like, okay, was I just, you know, maybe I was just second guessing myself too much. Mm -hmm. But you just don't, you know, I, I'm a big believer over time to understanding that it's like, I'd rather put the music that I've already made, just put it out because mm -hmm. you never know who's going to like that. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a, I'm still building my brand. I'm still building up. It's like, this isn't my debut album. Like, you know, in five years, I'm going to be making 10 times what I'm making. So it's like, does it always matter so much? Like I do put my best into every release, but I also know that every release might not be the one. I had this conversation recently with someone about that. I might, I think you can survive a bad release. You cannot survive no releases. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you can survive really a bad song. Yeah. If you put it out and, like, again, with your level of talent, you're not putting out, like, complete garbage. Yeah. But you can survive a song. People are like, all right, it's got, like, a head nod to it, but... It's good, but... Yeah. What else you got? And, that, and it's all subjective, too, you know? Yeah. My standards are... So I feel like sometimes through the roof... Yep. You know, some other people might, you know, be like, oh, man, I like this because I'm all, you know, there's plenty of songs that I don't think were good that pop. Yeah. I, I always think about the song, The Motto. Uh, uh, I, I hate the track, but I hate it. 
but man. when people play it, like, someone, there's always someone I'm around. If it's, like, a, a party, they love the, the oh, song. Oh, yeah. I love man. it. Yeah. And I'm just like, it dri- I, I, that, that beat drives me insane. Yeah. I, I cannot stand the sense. Of, I, it, it just it makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people, they think it's amazing. Yeah. So, it's it, it, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's, it's so subjective. It's, uh, it's So, that's crazy. why I say you can survive a bad song. Yeah. Put it out. You know? Yeah. Put it out. Entirely. Um, I also wanted to ask... Uh, I know you've, you've done collabs mm-hmm. and you know, you've worked with a lot of artists. What are, because we have, we have an audience of artists that will that listen to this. Um, what are some things that you're looking for if an artist is reaching out to you and they say, you know, hey, Cody, love your stuff, man. We'd love to have you on this song. What are some things you're looking for in that artist before you decide to work with them? Um, you know, I think, first of all, the number one thing is like, to some level, being likable when you hit somebody up. You know, like if you hit me up or you hit anybody up, and you're not spelling stuff right, and you you don't really seem serious. Like you're just asking me dumb questions that are clear. Like where are you from? And it says in my bio, I live in Los Angeles. I'm like, come on, man. Like what? You know? Like I just had this other guy, this guy the other day, message me, and I even posted it on my Instagram story, like how not to network, because like he like spelled everything wrong. I'm like, I don't even really know what you're saying, but I'm not working with you. You know? I think the next degree is like, okay, I you gotta go check out their profile. It's not. You know, some a lot of the times I do want to work with somebody who is like about the same level in terms of like, hey, we're both putting our stuff out, we're both promoting, we're both like investing in our stuff, because it's like a lot of people are like trying to leech off what you're doing. You know, like they haven't, they got no songs up, they got no following, they get, they have nothing to offer besides y- you doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what, bro? Like, I don't even hear your song. Like, send me a song. People hit me up and ask. Like, hey, you want to do a song? And I'm like, you didn't even send me a music for me to know if you're any good. Right. Like, you know, there's no level. It's like instantly the level of seri- seriousness drops dramatically when yeah. you when you act like that. Yeah. Because anybody who's in the business, who like people who legitimately have a budget or, um, you know, artists who are like have production and they like want me to rap over their stuff. You can just tell that they know what they're doing because one, they emailed me. They didn't hit me in the DM most of the time. Bingo. You know, two... Like, they sent the song they wanted me on, and they linked me back to their stuff so I can see kind of what's going on. Right. Because ultimately, like, everybody likes to work with people that, one, they like, and two, do good work. So if you can be at least, like, communication savvy, mm-hmm. that t- that separates you from a lot of people who don't have a clue. And I would even argue that if you're, if you're more likable... It- the talent can even be a little bit less. Oh, if you're actually likable, if you're if you're a stand-up guy, you're honest, you do good business. Like, like I think you, you it'll be somebody who's not even that that good yet, but has potential. Yeah, and you can be willing to work with them. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely, that's a big and, one. And the other thing too is like, um, it, it also depends on the cap capacity too, because like, you know, I got like I did a feature w- with that A Rush guy, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna split streaming. You know, we're, we'll split the streaming royalties. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, I put some money behind it, promote it. He paid for the master, you know? So it's like we split money on things. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to promote our stuff. The budget's got to be collaborative too, man. Like, Facts. And, I, and also, too, I think another thing that you brought up is that it's making a song isn't just, all right, you're, you're 16, my 16, hook. It goes out. Mm-hmm. There is, like, the, the, the preparation of a budget splits on streaming whether you're using distro kit or whatever else yeah like let's actually talk to, you know what are we going to do how are we going to do it yeah and be meticulous yeah and i think a lot of people don't 
what is what is publishing? Like they don't even bother to think through these things. It's like this is very important stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know what beat are we using? Do you already have a beat? Like where, where are we getting that from? What license did you buy? You know, do you got the stamp? You know what I'm saying? It's, like it's a there's a lot to consider. Absolutely. And especially if you want to release, like you said, seventy thousand man. Like most artists aren't doing that. Yeah. And it's like if you want to, these are the things you got to take to take care of. So I actually saw a thing on Spotify where there was I. I gotta find the link. They were talking about how they they have thousands, hundreds of thousands of artists that just have like zero streams. Yeah. You know, because like, and I know people that spend a bunch of money on the video and the beat and the mix and the master and everything. And then they put their stuff up and they did a surprise upload and it's, you know, it's a big flop and, you know, they don't even, haven't even hit a thousand song streams on any song on their Spotify. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, bro, like you didn't plan this very well, you know? Nah. Yeah, uh, well, I think that that um, like the first the first like release I think I did was with you. Yeah, it was was a headright. Um, yeah, and it hit like around two thousand. Yeah, and it's amazing because I didn't know what I know now then. Absolutely. And so like the next one I know is gonna be way better, but it was very exciting to like kind of like all right, okay, here's what I want to do, here's how I want to do, it. and I had this like plan. Yeah. Of like how I was gonna like promote it and like and tell people about it, and it was very experimental because I didn't know. And I, I let everybody know involved, like, okay, look, I'm just trying to establish that I can put this production out. Yeah. And everyone was cool with it. And I kind of felt like, okay, there's a lot more thinking into this. And, like, I was able to put myself in an artist's shoes. Mm -hmm. And it made me so much more adept at talking to another artist. Because I'm like, I know what you need. Yeah. I know how you have to think now. Because the worst thing you could do is spend money on recording, getting the master, doing all these, buying the beat, you know, getting all these things together. And then, like, you put it out, all this hard work. And a hundred people maybe listen to it. Yeah. Or like it just dies completely. Like besides yeah. your Instagram page or like the warm leads, like the Facebook friends. Like yeah. Because you need new people. If every release gets you at least ten new people, you're doing something now. Entirely. And that's what you want. Like there's nothing worse than like putting it up and it's like okay, my mom and like friends from home. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay, I, you guys love me. That's different. And you know what? There's gonna be there's a time and a place for that because everybody starts somewhere. Obviously, right. you know. No, you know. You can survive a bad release, but no release. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? Exactly. So everybody's got to build up to that. A lot. I think a lot of people too don't realize that. Like, yo, I had no stream. Like, you know, last year I was getting this time, August. I don't even think I put like the. Actually, I just put something up, but I wasn't getting a lot of streams even yet because I didn't know what I know now about marketing and how to promote myself right. You know, and and back then, like, so yeah, I got some promotion. I got some stream. Like, I had just kind of started getting into like understanding how to do like Facebook and Instagram advertising on my stuff so it did better uh, than it would have if I just dropped a big flop but you know it's learning like some people are just you gotta go through you gotta be good first mm. before you even get the right to people to care so I agree with you yeah it's, a, it's you. a process man now uh, I do this is an interesting one uh, that I wanted to ask you you do consider yourself a business owner right because yeah. you have your own enterprise okay um, without giving away too much sauce mm -hmm. um, I do want to kind of know how, what do you think is the separator between an artist who can be considered a business owner and an artist that kind of is more looking for a come up, which yeah. is what you may see a lot of uh, in today's market? How can the artist kind of make themselves more of a businessman or woman? Um, would you say, like, do you want to talk just in general or e like a producer versus a rapper? Because they're, they're a little... They're a little different. They're producers, a little are different. producers are a little, definitely different. But I'm, I'm looking more just in general. In general? Yeah. You know, I would say like... First of all, I mean, if you're not making any money, you can't really call yourself a business owner, right? Like, that'd be the first differentiating I, factor. I agree. And 
also like are you investing in your stuff too because ultimately like especially from like a rap standpoint point of view right like mm-hmm. if you're not doing touring yet you're just trying to get as much music out there as possible so you can build a fan base so you will be able to tour mm-hmm. right right so you gotta like put the investment up front like you gotta throw down money to promote yourself recording costs all this stuff like you may not be making money yet but if you're spending the money to promote yourself right and mm-hmm. get your package right like okay you you look like you could be a businessman or woman you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like yeah. you got to make those initial investments up front like with producers like i think one cool thing about producers is that with like the whole leasing revolution and all that stuff of like you know youtube and all that stuff like these guys i mean they can make bank yes. you know if they know what they're doing if they know how to organize themselves and sell the right leases and price themselves accordingly so i think it's just having the business savvy of understanding where all the places that you can make money artists can make money if they know how to sell merch online if they want to sell signed cds online if they actually can make a good product like Mm -hmm. if you're good and you can find your niche you can make a business out of it it's just a matter of understanding how to use really digital platforms to get people to find you right and the reason why i wanted to ask this is because the podcast is called turning artists into entrepreneurs and I think that many people struggle with being business owners. Absolutely. They're really good at being artists, yeah. but they struggle with how do I make money doing this? Yes. And as you said, it is a business. And like any business, if I was opening a restaurant or a shoe store or whatever, there's that initial six-figure investment that I have, to ma- I have to make. Yes. I don't care if you're buying a franchise at McDonald's or you're opening up a laundromat. It's going to cost you that $100,000, if not more to get it started yep. and when artists and, and producers can look at themselves and say okay I, I want to be a business maybe not a hundred grand up front but you have to be willing to spend that money for whatever from graphics to getting your sound getting your equipment together whatever the case may be that has to be your focus but before you can think like alright come on let me get a verse from you like because it changes how you operate when you spend that money yeah when, absolutely. You, when you start to like the, to, to move and think like a business person it changes what you're willing to put up with yeah. and what you'll do to another person that's a yeah. professional like are you you know and, and for a lot of these like guys who are rappers and stuff like maybe you're not making a whole you know maybe you're only making a li- maybe you're only making $10 a month off streaming mm-hmm. or shit like that you know or really, really small like people can only make that much sometimes you know mm-hmm. but like yo like look at your write-offs you know figure out like all the beats that I wrote like I wrote all the beats that I wrote off or all the beats that I bought, I wrote that off. All the money I spent on advertising costs, I wrote that off. Like, understanding what are your write-offs, because it's like, oh, if you're not making a whole lot of money yet, but you're investing in yourself, you know, do some fucking Google research, you know, <laughs> and, like, figure out where you can write stuff off, because you can write these things off. Yes. And, like, and get that money back. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's like, why, you know, I'm not, I'm not an accountant, so don't, you know, I'm yeah, not giving yeah. any tax advice. Right, right, but right. I am saying there's write-offs, and if you're the one to be a mm-hmm. businessman, you got to understand how to organize your finances for the things that you're buying and investing your money on, and figure out how to make that return in whatever shape you are. Because I mean, man, there's so many ways to make money in the industry. It's just being smarter about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think now, the, like just the way things stand, I think people are just they, they just get lazy. Let's yeah. be real. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's. Like, and I don't mean lazy like they don't want to work hard. I mean lazy in trying to be smarter about the way they work. Yeah. Because if the information is out there, like you said, I didn't even, I didn't even know that personally you could do that. Yeah. And again, Google research. Like, if there's any one tip I could even give in this episode, it'd be like, please just do your research. Do your oh, homework. Oh, man. Do not ask questions that are easily Googleable. Yeah. Is that, is that a word? 
should be. It should be a word. Yeah. But it's just like I think that's probably my my biggest pet peeve with people. I get asked things, and I'm just like, look, I don't mind the questions. I like to help, but do some homework, man. Yeah, man. Like, like you you know how to make money doing this, bro. That there's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people people that do. Yeah. So either you really are just inept or like you don't want this as much as you said you entirely, did. Entirely. Entirely. You know what I mean? So I definitely think about that. Um, but, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I wanted this to be 30 minutes. We've passed that mark. Oh, okay. Man, we've been talking and it's been amazing. Uh, before, you know, I put people fall asleep. Uh, it's low, low attention spans. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let people know how can they find you? How can they find your music? Look, uh, if you Google Cody Ray, um, I should pop up. If you, uh, you know, on Instagram, Cody underscore Ray underscore, underscore Lucero, uh, pretty type in Cody Ray on YouTube, like I'm the only Cody Ray rapper that's out there. One of the only Cody Rays alive. You know? <laughs> Actually, when I started promoting on Facebook, I was like, there's way too many Cody Rays commenting on this. Like it was nuts. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you know, Cody Ray music.com. I just got a website up and done. So yeah, you find me any of those places. Dope, man. Uh, and what's the next release people can kind of look for uh, from you? Uh, the next song I have releasing is going to be called Main Event. Um, it was produced by Ocean Beats. Um, I just got the video back. I'm looking at a release. What are we? Uh, not next week, but the following week. Um, I haven't set the date, but it's, I think it's going to be like a Monday or a Tuesday. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, look out for it, everybody. Um, definitely, Cody's been having my co-sign for a long time, so... Uh, look out for him check him out i'm sure you'll love him um and that is it appreciate you guys listening to this episode i'll catch you later peace peace